We are so honored to be partnering with an amazing brand for today's episode. Christy Dawn is an incredible slow fashion clothing brand with a commitment to transparency and ethics, which we love. But more than that, they make the most beautiful, timeless dresses and more you'll ever find. They're seriously gorgeous. Yes, they design every Christy Dawn piece to last a lifetime. So it is truly an heirloom treasure to pass down for generations to come. And you know you'll get 30 wears with each of these pieces. That's for sure. Oh, yeah. Probably more. Yeah. (laughs) Definitely more. (laughs) So each piece is sewn by artisan dressmakers, paid premium wages with full health care and paid vacation. And we love that their pieces are made for using dead stock fabric, which is yardage left behind by larger fashion companies. They are also on the path to becoming a farm-to-closet company where they work directly with a group of craftspeople and farmers in southern India to grow cotton regeneratively. So you all know we snagged a discount code for you. So for a limited time, use the code NOTRASHTALK20 to receive 20% off your order. So it's one order per customer only. And I know we are definitely taking advantage of this offer and we hope you do too. And just, you know, for reference, the code expires on September 30th, 2020. Okay, I'm so excited about this though. I have the dress in my cart and I was like, Brock, my birthday's on September 17th. It's in the US, so it's going to take a while to ship probably. So I was like, I'm just going to buy it and give it to you to give to me for my birthday. (laughs) You'll get him to wrap it. Yes, and I already know I'm going to wear it to like this vineyard. We go where we got married. We got married at a winery. And it's going to be the most beautiful dress for like a winery date. And I'm going on a girls weekend. So I just have, I have so many plans for this dress. I like the Dawn dress in petite. It's like blue and white. The Dawn dress comes in like a few different fabrics, but the blue and white one is my favorite. What's yours? And that's what you're, yes. That's in your car. Yeah. Yeah. I'm short too. So I feel like petite is good because they're all kind of longer dresses. Yeah. So. Okay. So, well, they have one called the live dress, (laughs) which I mean, it's a little bit more pricey. Yeah. And some of their other ones, but it's absolutely gorgeous. And I feel like it's just kind of meant for me. And what's the the thing is, though, these are what dresses and clothes should cost. We're just not used to seeing it. Yeah. So I think it's so reasonable for everything that they're doing. Yeah. I'm so excited. So please visit www.christydawn.com to browse these gorgeous dresses. That's www.christydawn.com. C-H-R-I-S-T-Y-D-A-W-N.com. We are also so excited to introduce a brand new partner. (laughs) (laughs) However, it's not the first time you're hearing us mention this company. Oh, no. (laughs) Far from it. The Soap Works makes our absolute favorite soap, and it's one of our partners for today's episode. Truly a dream come true. (laughs) Like, actually. So Soapworks is an all-natural soap company that uses minimal to no packaging at all and have actually been unwrapped since 1982. That's before I was born. (laughs) They're basically the OGs of package-free. Yes. But seriously, we are obsessed with this soap. I've been using their soap. They're actually their aloe soap with the vitamin E bar for the last six years and have converted my husband who has extremely sensitive skin onto it. And as well, I have been using it on my daughter since she's been born. So we all adore and I love the price. The bar I get is just $2.99. Yes. Uh, it's crazy. We get it at Bulk Barn. That's yes. our fave place to get it. But yep. um, we'll tell you guys where you can get it kind of at the end. So I like the olive oil bar and I've been using it for almost a year now and I'm obsessed. So I actually just finished my bar that I got in October last year. So That's it lasted cr- a year. Three. You spent $3 in yeah. almost a year. Yeah. 
So, and then I got, my mom got me three bars for Christmas. So I had a stockpile waiting. Amazing. Um, but I use it to shave and you can use it on your face and body. So it can replace a lot of other items, which is a bonus if you want to embrace a more minimalist home. But I really, I just used it to shave the other day and my legs, I haven't had any razor burn. Like I've oh had gosh, no issues whatsoever. So the olive oil one is just my fave. Yeah. And not to mention they are vegan friendly, not tested mm-hmm. on animals, made in Canada. So many more amazing benefits, but we truly cannot say enough good things about their soap and this company. Like we love, we love. (laughs) So go check out their full line of amazing products and all the places you can buy their soap online or in a shop. We get ours, like I said, from bulk barn, or you can get them from well.ca. So to find all the places you can get it, go to www.puresoapworks.com. That's www.p-u-r-e-s-o-a-p-w-o-r-k-s.com to check it out. Hey, Classy Crew. Welcome back to No Trash Talk. I'm Katie. I'm Liv. And we're talking about recycling. We're... (laughs) pumped right now we just finished the interview and we're freaking pumped i again mind blown like there's so many times that we looked at each other and we were like uh, what <laughs> what like we cover so many amazing things i can't wait for you guys to get into it we talk about what happens when plastic bottles get turned into Literally things every time when we were like what happens when the man takes it from your driveway we found out we like we know we and know. there's like a lot of uses anyways you guys are gonna love this episode we're yeah. so excited and you know what we're gonna have kelly back again D- <laughs> don't you worry kelly's like I guess. And we're like, please come back. <laughs> like, leave me alone. <laughs> okay. So we're fired up. Uh, we have a couple updates. We do. Okay. Last week we did an episode on coconut oil, yeah. which actually had a really great response. So yeah. we love, but I also missed so many amazing <laughs> benefits of coconut oil. So I'm just going to give them to you. Also, I've started a story highlight on our Instagram, which is just no trash talk podcast. And I'm going to keep adding benefits as they come into me there as people send them to our dms come into me come into me oh my god yeah so keep checking that highlight (laughs) if you love coconut as much as me okay here's a couple benefits that people send in put them on brand new fucking tattoos okay so katie doesn't have a tattoo but i I don't too and my boyfriend has four and he bought this stuff when he got his tattoos called like tattoo goo and it just comes in one of those normal (laughs) bottles and it like didn't even really work i'm pretty sure like i don't even know what it was it was like lotion but this is like someone said yes. that it worked amazingly like better than all the other products they tried I and believe so it. we're obviously going to get more tattoos eventually so i'm so pumped about that yeah i think it's because oil. they're like it's also antibacterial so like yeah. it's just an amazing so that was a one great use another yeah. one great for yeast infections okay no like no joke like, i do this oh okay i i never had yeast infections but then i got pregnant and it's kind of a side of a, it's a minor side effect mm-hmm. so i was like okay i don't even know what i did i think i did googled like all natural remedies i always do that first whenever yes. it's like something's wrong with me and they're like coconut oil totally like, works hell yeah <laughs> hell yeah but i'm just gonna kind of explain it okay coconut oil because somebody dm'd us and was like i get a lot of yeast infections and i want to know what to do like did you just put it on the outside did you put it on the inside so do you want me to tell you yes okay great because I actually this might be DMI but I randomly got one like the other day I was like 
kind of itchy down there. So I had coconut with me. Obviously, no, I don't go anywhere without it. It's at the cottage. So what I do is I like first like wash with soap and water, you know, yeah. clean the area. Yes. Then I just like take, I put like a little bit of um, coconut oil just on my hand and it kind of like, it was pretty warm here. So it was like kind of melty already. Mm-hmm. If it was like really cold, I'd probably just like wait for melt. it to like melt in my hand a little bit. And I just kind of went to town <laughs> like, and the itchiness went away within an hour and was cleared up the next day. And I re- did, and I did that two times and it was done. Okay. So a couple other ones. Um, if you're breastfeeding, <laughs> a lot of times it hurts and can like your nipples can crack and stuff. And my doctor prescribed me something and I was like, let me just see what coconut oil, coconut oil will do. And it worked. And my, my friend is pregnant right now. And she was like, what do I do about this? And naughty, I didn't even say anything, but my other friend was like, I used coconut oil. And I think another friend was like, I used coconut oil. Great Amazing. for that. Okay. Okay. So anyways, there is actually more bug bites. Great on bug bites. This girl DM'd us with like a hundred bug bites and on her was leg. Like, it worked, but my legs are greasy. And we were like, whatever. Okay, yeah. So anyways, coconut oil story. I missed these great tips in last week's episode, but you know, now you, you got the highlight. So it's all good. It's all good. Okay. Bonus episode, drugs and drinks will be live next week. Yes. Or maybe this week. We don't know. It'll be up soon. Yeah. Um. Oh, yeah. We were on Global Halifax. We were on TV. <laughs> yeah. You can watch our interview on our IGTV. It's currently the only IGTV video. But yeah, we had like a six minute interview. Should we talk about how it came to be? <laughs> sure. Okay. Here's the thing, you guys. As you know, <laughs> we've talked about it before. I randomly rescued this like lobster that was going to probably get like eaten but it was like a hundred year old lobster. He was like it's three like one feet. of the oldest lobsters that they've caught, right? Yeah. Like it, was, yeah. it was amazing. And the thing is he was so big that he wouldn't have been able to be eaten because the, it would have just been taken. It would taken, it would have taken too long to cook that the meat would have been too rough. So nobody was going to eat the thing. It would have just ended up being taxidermy on somebody's wall. And I was like, nah, nah, not going to have that. So they called him King Louie. So I was like, I'm going to buy King Louie, but I want you to put him back in the ocean. Because lob- this lobster is like, he's, he's going to, he's probably still alive because here's the thing. He was caught, but he was caught in a very strange way because a lobster that big can't actually fit into a lobster trap. So it's highly unlikely he'll be caught again. And he probably just got his like arm caught in like mm-hmm. a really weird way. Like, listen, he's been living for a hundred years and he avoided a trap. So he's probably going to avoid it again. So that's what happened. And this story resurfaced. And uh, so Global was like, we want to do a story. I was like, actually, that's old news. But if you want to fill your space, I host a, a co-host a Zero Waste podcast. And she was like, OK, well, like, that's even better. Let's do that. And we were like, heck, yeah. That was a really long winded. Greg, you can cut most of that out. No, I think it's interesting. Can, <laughs> can we also specify that you paid $230 <laughs> to save the lobster <laughs> and then get yeah. it put back in the ocean? And it yeah. the story resurfaced on this, like one of those good news pages mm. on Instagram. And it had like 40,000 <laughs> likes or something. Like, it was like this huge thing. And everybody was like, oh, my God. And then I commented. I was like, wasn't this six years ago? Yeah, I was like, <laughs> yeah, that was I don't understand. Anyway, okay, so those are our updates. That was a lot. I like our updates. Okay, great. <laughs> okay. Trashy versus classy. Mm-hmm. Cue the music. We're on one today. <laughs> we are on one. Okay, do you want to go first? Sure. Okay. Okay, my classy moment for this week, now that I'm allowed to talk about it, is I 
work with Vitamix. You, you know, yes. You know yes. So I have an ongoing partnership with Vitamix, the blender company, and they recently created this product called the Food Cycler, which is basically like an at-home composting machine that turns food scraps into compost or like fertilizer in three to eight hours. Insane. Can't even begin to talk about how amazing it is, but basically... Um, they sent me it because I'm working with them on whatever. So I've been trying it out for a few weeks. It's so good. We literally just collect our food scraps. Not all of them because you can't put like mass quantities of like if you had like a bunch of bread that went bad, mm. you can't like put a whole loaf of bread in it. Sure. But it's like, you know, from cooking and that kind of stuff, we collect it during the day or like over the course of a couple of days. And then we just put it on overnight. And in the morning we come out and we dump it into our garden. And it's amazing. It's just like reusing food that we already bought that normally we would just compost yeah. because we do compost here in Nova Scotia as you guys know yes but um it's amazing for people who live in places that don't compost well not even that we've we kind of talked about this in the composting episode they highly encourage at-home composting because it doesn't overrun them you get to keep that product and use it keep using it so you guys mm-hmm. you like put it in your garden you don't have to buy you know fertilizer next year or buy compost you already have it like there's so many benefits to at-home composting yeah so that's my classy moment uh my trashy moment is that i went to pei last week yeah and we went to the cavendish boardwalk which is just like tourist central and i bought myself like a uh, ankle bracelet that's just like <laughs> shitty quality probably not gonna last very long when it was like five dollars and my cousin and my sister we all got matching ones and i was like this is trashy it might be trash but i'm gonna treat it really well and hope yeah. that it doesn't tarnish and so yeah, oh that's it, that's it? oh well, i mean yeah, it's well yeah i mean it, i guess it's new but you know my trashy moment is very similar to that is it well it's just that like i bought new books instead of you know buying i have an audible account but there's just like a couple I bought the Michelle Obama book for my mom Mm -hmm. and I bought my favorite author, Genevieve Graham. I have four of her books. I just like, I actually like having tangible books Mm -hmm. sometimes. So it's like a little bit trashy because you're buying a new product, but it's also great to support authors. Yeah. And I don't know. So it's like not the most trashy we could be. Yeah. I mean, with jewelry, it's like I'm trying to buy things that are like sustainably really good quality, sustainably made, things that are going to last a really long time. But again, it's like, it's not the worst thing I could have done, but it is. Yeah. It is trashy. And you supported probably local. Like, was it handmade here? I don't know, but it was like a locally owned like tourist shop. So, yeah, yeah you know, that's the thing. Like, you know, there's a little bit of trash, a little bit of class, whatever. Yeah. But my classy moment, you guys, I am so pumped. So classy. Okay. So Lila turned one the other day and I had like just like a little birthday for her. It was literally just my parents my brother and then my and then Brock's my husband's brother so it was like not a lot of people but it was you know I still tried to make it special so I made all my own decor from like little like like scraps and like the outdoors (laughs) so like I'm so pumped to host you know one of our most requested episode is zero waste weddings and zero waste parties Mm -hmm. so I actually think they might be two different episodes yeah but I'm gonna do a zero waste party episode really soon but I'm just gonna talk about a couple things that I did one, I create instead of getting one of those like plastic happy birthday banners, which okay. are like Cheesy. not aesthetic. Yeah. They're usually like bright like pink and orange. Like yeah. blow my brains out. But <laughs> this is like so what I did is I made this beautiful banner by taking um scrap material that my mom had in her basement. They're actually old drapes, and I cut them into strips and tied them on like string or rope that I just like had in my house and made this like 
material flowy banner thing it's gorgeous <laughs> it looks like something from pinterest lightweight kind of like doily yeah vibes that kind of material and then this like floral baby pink i don't even know what it was it was so pretty so i did that completely zero waste then i made what's it called confetti confetti i took a staple oh wait not a stapler what are they called a hole punch a hole punch and i grabbed the biggest leaves i could find in my yard and i made confetti out of leaves and sprinkled them over my counter green confetti cute it was so cute so cute because normal confetti is what like plasticky metallicy probably whatever. and i i would never have bought confetti but i loved that i could make it anyways yeah anyways it was very minimal t- decor but it was super cute all of like the um gifts i made lie like that i bought no wait all the gifts were wrapped in upcycled bags anyways it was great what are you doing with the banner now are you gonna like keep think, it for next yeah. year or, like put it in her room i think i'll keep using it yeah just like for parties yeah it's cute yeah yay so now we are going to get into the interview we like i said just pre-recorded this already so we had kelly on who did our composting episode last time you guys will remember her but she's amazing we're so lucky to have her on <laughs> let's get into it let's get into it so you may remember Kelly Galton from our composting episode, which we absolutely loved. So she is currently the Waste Resource Education Officer for the Halifax Regional Municipality. Welcome, Kelly. Thank you for having me. We're just going to get right into it. First question, what is recycling? <laughs> um, recycling, um, you know, basically recycling is just taking waste, a waste product, and turning it into, sometimes you're turning it into something completely different, and sometimes you're just turning it back into the same product. So, for example, the aluminum can is a great example. You know, almost, you know, 99% of aluminum cans, I would say, are taken, you know, they're accepted as waste, and then they're turned back into an aluminum can. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, we really want to dive deeper later on into how that process works, you know, you get it and then where do you ship it? Do you have, you know, companies who are connected to you? So we really want to get into that at some point. But um, that's a great intro to what recycling is. Can you describe the recycling process in Halifax from start to finish? So like when it's picked up at the curb and then where it goes, essentially? Yes, absolutely. So um, here in Halifax, you know, back in 1998, when, uh, Halifax first started, you know, recycling on a really large, large scale. They actually did a lot of public engagement with the residents of HRM. And at that time, they decided that the way that we were going to go with our recycling here was what we, is what we call source separation. And it's the same system that we have in place today. And that basically means that it's residents' responsibility to take, take the responsibility basically for all of the waste that they produce. And the way that they take responsibility for that is they have to separate it. So, you know, at ho- it doesn't matter if you're at home or at work or at school, um, you are responsible to separate your waste into, you know, the paper bin, the blue bin, garbage, organics, paper, cardboard, all of those different streams. And then once it ends up into the right bin, of course, we work with haulers who come and pick it all up. They take it to one of three of our facilities. So here in Halifax, we have um, a recite. We have our recycling plant in Bayers Lake. We have our landfill out in Otter Lake, and we actually have two compost facilities in HRM. 
so it all goes there and then um we sort everything you know we kind of go through it and we do a little bit of a a better sort after we collect it we do a little bit of processing and then you know we ship it to market basically we have markets that we work with and we send it all out yeah so that's so that's so interesting and I never even thought to ask about this but I'll ask about it later like the, the I didn't even know we had a landfill in Halifax that's but to hold that. So when you say you work with markets, what, what do you mean? You just have partnerships with, you know, larger companies who take those recycling and make those into new products? Yeah. So there's recycling markets um, globally and we have all, you know, a lot of different companies that we work with um, within Nova Scotia, across Canada, and also globally. And their business model is basically, you know, they buy items that can be recycled and they recycle them and sell them as something else. Okay, interesting. So that was kind of, I guess, question three a little bit. But so we wanted to know what do people or companies do with recycled products? And then we wanted to know, does it stay in Halifax or get exported? So it could go either way, like some of it is used in Halifax or is it all kind of exported? Well, um, cycling markets, they do fluctuate. So, you know, there are sometimes there, there could be a large market for one item at any given time and it can fluctuate a little bit. And there's also always new markets arising within the recycling industry. So for us, you know, we always try to keep um, things within Nova Scotia whenever we can. And a large volume of what we collect does stay in Nova Scotia. And that's what we aim to do. But we also export to markets across Canada, North America and around the world as well. Wow. Okay. So it's kind of like, you know, I'm sure aluminum cans, a lot of people would want to take those because they're very easily turned into aluminum cans. But then, for example, say there's this random kind of unique plastic bag that doesn't easily get turned into something else. That's when you kind of have to export it out so somebody else can deal with it, not locally, kind of. Sometimes there could be markets here for any of those items. Okay, got it. Some things we have markets here um, for is glass. A lot of glass that we collect in our recycling is actually crushed and used locally in septic systems in Nova Scotia. Interesting. Yeah, we have worked in the past with... um, companies that buy our film plastics there there's a company locally that actually makes picnic tables and patio furniture out of film plastics whoa um there's companies that buy paper and they actually use paper to make insulation for homes that's amazing so how okay i guess people if they want to get in touch with you because they want to start a product out of recycled items they would just email you guys Certainly contact our department um, and we could put them in the right direction. Wow, that's so cool. So, okay, is it true that only 10% of what we recycle can be reused? And if so, what happens to the remaining articles or remaining things? So that 10%, I'm not really sure where that statistic would come from because that stat would, would fluctuate depending on where you're talking about sure because every um like every region you know municipality whether you're talking about a municipality or provincially or federally even um has different you know different ways that they collect and process Mm. and market their recycling items um so i can only really speak to nova scotia and i would actually probably flip that stat for nova scotia we're more like recycling 
you know, 80 to 90%. Wow. We are collecting here. So that's huge. That's amazing. Yeah. So anything that ends up in the blue bag here in Halifax, you can be rest assured that um, we're getting it recycled. That's That's so great. That makes us so (laughs) happy. I don't know where I, you know what? I feel like that statistic, I don't know if it came from like America, but I just remember seeing like it kind of floating around social media, like only 10% of what you recycle ends up actually being recycled. And I just kind of was like, that stack kind of was just floating around, but I'm so happy to hear that it's not the case here in Nova Scotia. So whoever is doing that should take a, you know, page out of your book. Yeah. Well, we've been recycling for a long time here in Nova Scotia. Mm. And, you know, a lot of people don't realize, you know, even residents that live here that we're a a leader in recycling across Canada. So we've been doing it for a really long time because we, we do such a great job with our source separation. Um, we actually have a really good reputation in the recycling market. So, you know, recycling uh, markets want to work with us. That's so, that's amazing. That makes us so happy. <laughs> yeah, that's incredible. Okay. So if you could, I mean, I'm sure this might get a little complicated, but maybe if you can simplify, what are the different recycling symbols and numbers? Because on the bottom, normally of like plastics and things you can recycle, there's a little triangle symbol with a number inside it. I hope people kind of know what I'm talking about. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah. If you can just kind of explain what those are. These ones can be really tricky for, um, for consumers and for anybody who's trying to figure out, you know, what's recyclable and mm-hmm. what's not. So there's a couple of different things you can see on products. Sometimes you'll just see that kind of the, just the three arrows with mm-hmm. no number. And that is a, that's a symbol that's a recycling symbol. Um, and we call it the Mobius. It's kind of a, a loop, a circular loop. And then there's also one that looks very similar to the Mobius, and that's the one you mentioned with the number inside it. Mm-hmm. So if it has a number inside it, it's actually, what that is, it's a plastic identification code. And all it really is, is it, it tells people, you know, in the plastic industry, what kind of plastic it's made out of. And there's number one, one to seven different kinds of plastics. Okay. So just because it has the Mobius and just because it has a plastic identification code doesn't necessarily mean it's recyclable. Oh, Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. It really is about, you know, understanding um, the area you live in and what the the rules are around recycling where you are. So I guess, I mean, just always checking if you're unsure about a product instead of just looking at that and just dumping it in the blue bag is what you're saying. Yeah, absolutely. And we're, you know, we're here to help residents like answer those questions. And when we give presentations, we go into a little bit more detail about, you know, how to how to pick out, you know, what is versus what isn't. So, yeah, it can be a little bit confusing, but we try to make it simple by telling people that here in Halifax, if you're wondering, you know, what goes in, you don't have to look at the numbers at all. Basically, for the blue bag recycling, if it's a container, glass, metal, or plastic, or a film plastic, which is, you know, all your plastic bags, that kind of stuff, goes into the blue bag. Okay. Okay, interesting. So as long as... you don't have to worry about the codes at all. Oh, perfect. So as long as there is the... What was it? The the Mobius? Yeah, no, it doesn't even have to have the Mobius. Oh. We just take all containers, glass, metal, or plastic, across the board. So anything that holds anything else like anything that is a container for anything 
That's right. As long as it's one material. So we don't, we don't take things that are mixed materials. So, you know, but any kind of a plastic, glass or metal container of any kind. So would that be like, so I know like pasta jars have a glass bottle with a metal lid. Would you just have to take the lid off? Is that? That's right. Exactly right. Okay, so then kind of on the flip side, if something doesn't have a symbol, does that mean that it's not recyclable? No, absolutely not. So um, it goes back to, you know, to make it easy for folks. You know, if it's that container, if it's any kind of a container or film plastic, put it in the blue bin. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's so interesting because, like, I mean – if it's because there's obviously things that are garbage for example whenever I buy like a beyond burger or something like that there's almost like a film over top of the burger that you have to like peel off but that's plastic but that's not recyclable that's right so that would fall into the I I can't picture exactly what you're talking about but in those cases there's a lot of examples of them if there's two materials kind of you know, binded together. So plastic and paper, if they're binded together, then that's considered a mixed material. And generally in the recycling world, no, no company is really looking for that kind of stuff. So we don't accept it. Any of, of course, it. that in makes sense. I read that if you have paper, but it has metal staples in it, it can be separated because, but those are two materials merged together. So what's that scenario? That'd be like my last example. So there are a couple of, you know, minor exceptions to all of these rules, of course. So something like a staple in a piece of paper, it's such so minute that you can just put that paper into the paper bin, no problem. The same thing with if you have um, a paper envelope and it's got that little window in it, you know, if you want to take the window out, that's great. But if you don't, we still want to get that paper into the paper bin. Okay, great. Noted. Okay. For small amounts of those kinds of, you know, what would be considered contaminants for for small amounts. But if you look at something like, you know, there's these chip containers and sometimes they're tea canisters as well. And they're actually like paper, plastic, foil and metal Mm -hmm. all mixed together. What a mess. Something like that. It would just have so many materials in it that, you know, no recycling company is really looking to recycle it because it would take so much time, money, resources to separate those materials to get to the point where you could recycle them. You know, I was doing this today. I was, my daughter turned one a couple days ago. So I had a bunch of tissue paper, but there was tape on the tissue paper. So before putting the tissue paper that was ripped into the recycling, I had to remove all the pieces with tape and put the tape in the garbage. Just doing my due diligence. So I guess we kind of covered this with the containers, but how can you easily tell if something can be recycled? It really goes back to like the simplest thing is just, I always think in my mind, whenever anybody asks me a question, because sometimes I'm put on the spot as well, I always go back to, is it a container? And is it one, is it not mixed material? Okay. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you're looking at something like people say, oh, like a broken coat hanger. Right. It's, you know, if it's just plastic, you know, it's all plastic. Can I put it in? No, it's not a container. Okay. So a, a damaged toy, for example, that's a big one. A lot of people want to put it in the recycling bin, but yeah, it's not a container. So it doesn't fit our criteria. Got it. Okay. Yeah, that's super helpful. And like you said, that's, that probably differs depending where you are you know, in yes. Canada, even in the world. Absolutely. And I guess when in doubt, just use HFX Recyclables app because that has pretty much everything in there. 
Yeah, the Halifax Recycles app is great for that. And it's also on the website as well. There's the search window and you can put in any item and it'll tell you exactly where it needs to go. Perfect. Yeah, I use that app a ton. So, okay, so there's different types of recycling, right? There's like paper and plastic and glass. And are there major differences in the process for that? Or is the process kind of the same overall? Well, um, sorting and collection, you know, is, is pretty much the same, but as far as, you know, how it gets recycled, it's just, it's across the board. There's so many different methods, different markets, different companies that are making different things. So yeah, it's, uh, it's really runs the gamut. Yeah. Like, I guess you're right. Like you said that there are just so many things that people are doing. Like when I was picturing glass being recycled, I was like, okay, so a glass gets, like, how does that work? Does it like get melted? What? But you're saying in some cases people crush it. Like what can, like when people say plastic bottles can be turned into shoes and, you know, uh, duvet covers, do you have any idea how they're doing these like amazing things out of these recycled products? Yeah. So we have samples of these, um, textile items that are made out of recycled plastic and it really is amazing. But, um, they, yeah, they can melt it down. And when you melt plastic, you can pull it into these fine fibers and it can produce like a, like a fiber fill that can be stuffed into things. And it, it is almost like a, like that can be a textile material that can be woven. And my best analogy, I was in an elementary school one time and I was showing the students the sample of this uh, fiber fill. And one of the kids said, oh, I guess it's kind of like making cotton candy. Like, oh, wow. You know, it actually sugar, does. You know, yeah. I don't know. You know, I'm not a chemist, so I don't know if it's the same process. But I thought that was a good analogy for picturing how it could happen. Interesting. Yeah. So that's kind of what it like looks like. Those like thin, I, I, that's what I'm picturing now is cotton candy. <laughs> Yeah, well, the, the little sample we have looks like cotton candy, and it's like um, it's a fiber fill, and it's 100% recycled plastic, and it's, uh, yeah, it's used in, you know, kids' snow pants and uh, stuffed toys. That's incredible. Okay, so that's plastic bottles. That's so interesting. I had no idea. And in terms of aluminum cans, does that get melted too? Like, how does, do you know how that process works? I'm not really 100% familiar with the process, but I do know that it's, you know, it's one of those tried and true recycling processes that's been happening for a really long time. And, you know, there's always a solid market for that kind of stuff. And usually gets turned into cans. Yes. Yeah. I'm sure there's like YouTube videos on showing people who would do that. Okay. So for people, because we do get questions about this, for people who live places where they don't recycle do you have any recommendations on what they can do or is it just kind of like the luck of the draw if you live somewhere that does yeah well I mean what I can say is we're really lucky here in Nova Scotia because 100 percent of Nova Scotia has access to recycling so you know I guess I could speak for myself if I lived somewhere where there wasn't access to recycling. You know, we always go back to the what we call the hierarchy of waste. And the number one on there is always reduce. Sure. So it's reduce, reuse, recycle. So recycling is wonderful, wonderful, and we need to keep doing it. But, you know, when you really look at that hierarchy, the reduce and reuse is really mm. at the top. So anytime you can reduce your waste, 
you're always making the best choice. That's yeah. so true. Yeah, we talk about that a lot on yes, our, on we our talk podcast. About that frequently. Um, okay, so this is a question that someone asked us, I think. And so we want to know, in your opinion, what's better? Packaging made out of recycled materials that you can't recycle again or packaging that you can recycle that's just kind of a brand new plastic or whatever it is that's kind of a tricky one yeah it, um, it actually sparked quite a debate it was like 50 percent of it was like 50 50 we did a poll on our on our instagram and it was it's it's convoluted you know i really think it would it really depends on specifically what you're talking about so you know it's always great you know if you're shopping for something that you need to buy and it's something that you buy regularly it's always good to look at the packaging and you know of course if you can find something that's labeled you know made of recycled um materials yes the one that's standing out to me right now is toilet paper like if you look at the toilet paper aisle you can see which ones are made you know from brand new material versus recycled material so if you could always you know it's it is good to look for that symbol that it was made from recycled material right when you're doing that you're supporting the recycling market right yeah that's very true yeah i love that okay what is the most common item that's tossed in the recycling bin that is not recyclable so i guess you said you know people try and do it with toys but is there anything else that's really common um, in HRM, one of the biggest items we get is styrofoam. Yes. yes. Yeah, a lot of people think that styrofoam is recycled, and it is recycled. In some areas, do collect it for recycling. Um, but in HRM, you know, we've done a lot of research around this, and you know, we've just determined that at this time, styrofoam isn't something that we collect. But we do get a lot of it in the um, in our blue bags, and whenever you know. There's something called wish cycling as well in the recycling industry where, you know, people wish it could be recycled, <laughs> they put it in the, in the blue bag. So it is good for people to know that, you know, every time you put something into the recycling bag that can't be recycled, it really does slow down our process of course. at the recycling plant because everything is hand sorted. So, you know, the more items that's in there that we're not collecting can really slow down the process for us. Right. And so even I think people might get confused because the a lot of star from like takeout containers and stuff yeah. have the Mobius on them. Yes. And so people right. see that and think, oh, I'll just throw it in the blue I bag. Mean, I did that because I was like, oh, look, there's a recycling symbol. But clearly that's not worldwide. So it um, makes sense why it wouldn't apply here. Yeah. So that little, you know, the little symbol with the number in it, it's just telling you that it's uh what type of plastic the styrofoam is made out of. Goodness gracious. Okay. So what is the most common item that is recyclable that people don't recycle? Like if there's kind of, you know, the flip side of the styrofoam. I would think that a lot of people seem to be surprised that all um, personal care product containers and cleaning product containers as well can be recycled. So, you know, people are really good at getting their yogurt containers and, you know, their jugs and everything into the blue bag. But I think a lot of people don't think about their shampoo bottles and, you know, all of those types of things. So like if you have, you know, a body cream with a pump, like even that can be recycled? 
Uh, the pump would be garbage because okay. it's mixed material, but right. all of the containers. So yeah, you take the, right. the caps off, but all shampoo bottles, con- you know, conditioner, as well as uh, cleaning products. You just take off the pumps or the spray, mm. and uh, the container can go in the blue bin. It, no, I feel like it's surprising because you almost don't want to. It almost seems like too much chemicals or something that you're like I don't know if this should go in here but I guess it doesn't matter yeah well that's one of the reasons we want the caps and the sprays off right as well because we want to make sure of course that the container is empty right um but yet most of those things you know it's it's perfectly fine so one more question what about makeup like if someone had a tube of mascara yeah, so the tubes, no, that they would be mixed materials. Okay. There's several different materials inside of those. Mm. And that's probably the same for most makeup, I'd imagine. Their packaging is usually pretty extra. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Is it better to buy items made of organic, natural materials or recycled materials, in your opinion? You know, a lot of those words are really loaded, you know, <laughs> organic, natural, recycled. Um there's not a lot of regulation around a lot of that language. And mm. sometimes, you know, we really don't know what it means. <laughs> um, <True>. So, <laughs> you know, I guess it's, it's definitely buyer beware to do a little bit of research on exactly, you know, what, what those terms mean on the specific product um, that you're purchasing. In the recycling world, the words that come in uh, into that realm for us are biodegradable and compostable. Mm-hmm. So we're seeing a lot of more um, plastics coming on the market that are labeled biodegradable and yeah. compostable. Most of them are not accepted in our system here in HRM. So it's really great for consumers to be you know, aware and educated on what is and isn't acceptable. And some of these products um, cost more money too. So Right. We learned a lot from that composting episode because like, for example, actually Liv was sent something today and the packaging is a plastic package and it says compostable on it. And Liv and I are like, no, no. <laughs> it's not. Yeah, we've seen it in a lot of stores. Um, So, you know, you're going shopping for an event and there's plastic cups and plates and cutlery and it's all labeled compostable. So people think Mm -hmm. they can put it in our green bins, but no, we don't accept any of it. All right. Okay. So I think you might have covered this earlier, but do you have to remove labels off of cans and jars before recycling or would that be the same thing as kind of the plastic windows on envelopes and stuff like that. No, absolutely. You can leave those labels on. Oh, that's good. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like, yeah, because it's, it's kind of like there's glue and stuff. So it seems like, oh, I should scrub this clean, but yeah, that's good. You know, I think a really long time ago, um, I I don't even know if it was a rule in HRM because it was probably so long ago that people, they used to ask folks to do that. But what they realized over time was that some people saw that as a barrier to recycling. Yeah. So some folks would look at it and say, oh, well, you know, if I have to take that extra step to remove the labels, then I won't recycle it. So we don't, you know, don't want to see people doing that. Right. Makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So we just have a quick list of things that we want answered and there's actually a few that have already been answered. So we just wanted to go through the list and just kind of a quick thing if it's recyclable or not yeah so the first one is light bulbs um so light bulbs are in the category of garbage 
unless they are compact fluorescent light bulbs because they have um, some mercury in them, so they need to be treated as household special waste. And they can be taken to several retailers. The one that's coming to mind right now is Ikea. They actually accept them. Oh, wow. Okay. So wait, yeah, fluorescent. Okay, gotcha. Okay, tinfoil. Yes, so tinfoil can go into the blue bag as Woo. long as it's uh, clean and dry. Okay. Okay. Batteries. Batteries can be re- are absolutely recycled, but they have to. They don't go in your blue bag. They have to go to either household special waste or to a retailer that accepts batteries. There's a lot of retailers that accept batteries. So IKEA is one. I know Staples and Canadian Tire. Some locations do, and there are others as well. Okay. But they do break down the materials and reuse the metals and batteries and make sure that you know, any of the chemicals that are inside are, are dealt with. So cause okay. we don't want any of that ending up in our landfill, of course. No. no. So when you say they have to be di- like disposed as household waste, where does one go in Halifax to do that if you didn't go to a retailer? HRM operates a household special waste depot out behind um, the recycling plant in Bayers Lake. Um, it's currently closed due to COVID-19. There, you know, there's some things going on and it's, it's closed, but um, if you just keep an eye on our website, we're going to be updating as soon as it's reopened. We're hoping it's going to reopen in the very near future. Okay, great. Well, I guess in the meantime, yeah, check out those retailers. Okay, you already answered this one, styrofoam. So styrofoam is a no-go. <laughs> <laughs> no matter what the symbol says. Yes. <laughs> um, plastic bags. So like the ones you would get if you go shopping and they give you a plastic bag. Yes, absolutely. All plastic bags go in the blue bin. Oh, good. (laughs) Well, that's at least something for people who still get plastic bags. Bottle caps. So bottle caps, they don't go in your municipal blue bag. They would go in the garbage unless you wanted to collect them yourself and bring them to um, an Enviro Depot. Because just for for over a year now, some Enviro Depots have actually been collecting them to be used as a pilot project with Halifax Water. So there's a list on the Enviro Depot webpage that tells you where you can bring them. So you can collect them at home and bring them there. Okay. Okay. Wow. Okay, great. And like, so these are like beer bottle caps? No, just plastic bottle caps. So water pop that kind of thing okay so bottle caps should i always thought bottle caps went in their cycling so this is really good information so collect them and bring them to what was it again an enviro depot okay um but not all the enviro depots are taking them you do have to check their website and there's a list of sites that are accepting them oh this is good to know okay well speak wait so wait beer bottle caps though no, those would be garbage. Oh, dang. Okay. okay. I, I thought they were. Okay. <laughs> Noted. Okay. And then our last one was paper with plastic coating. And as you said, that would be considered mixed materials and it would not be correct. That's right. Okay. And oh, sorry, one more. Broken glass. That's garbage, right? Yeah. So broken glass has to go to garbage and it has to be put into um, a box or a container and taped and actually labeled broken glass. Okay. And the reason for that is, is, you know, all of our facilities have some sort of hand sorting component sure. as well as the crews who are collecting it curbside. So it's purely a health and safety of course measure for the, for the staff. Yeah. 
Okay. So our last question is, is there a good centralized source for recycling? Would it be, I, I mean, I guess for Halifax, it would probably be the app or your website, but is there one like globally, but I guess there wouldn't be. Yeah. Well, for all of Nova Scotia, the best resource is um, Divert Nova Scotia website. Okay. okay. So if you, if anybody in Nova Scotia wants to go to the Divert Nova Scotia website, it actually lists all waste educators for the entire province. So it doesn't matter where you live in Nova Scotia, there's a waste educator for your, designator for your area. And they can help you answer all of these questions specific to where you live. And for HRM, of course, it's us. Um, you know, anybody's welcome to contact Halifax Solid Waste at any time. Our email is wasteless at halifax.ca. And we offer a lot of education programs. Uh, we're currently offering all of our regular offerings online. And uh, we're more than happy to for people to reach out to us. Awesome. Thank That's you. So great. Well, Kelly, thank you so much for coming back and educating us all on recycling. Our minds are blown yet again. As always. <laughs> thank you. You're very and welcome. Thanks for having us. I mean, I don't know if other people would find this interesting. and I don't know if you would want to come back, but like I am really curious to know everything there is to know about landfills because I feel like there's a lot of myths and just a lot that kind of surrounds those and I kind of want to dive deep into it like what do you what do you think you know landfills are fat are fascinating yes fascinating places to visit we, we do tours of our landfill and people are always really surprised to see you know what really goes into it yeah well maybe we'll reach out if you'd be so <laughs> kind to come back but in the meantime thank you so much for everything and we'll make sure to put um all the links you mentioned divert nova scotia and anything that can kind of help our listeners with um what you said we'll make sure to add it to our website that's wonderful thank you so much okay game time game time cue the music Okay, so we're we're just like co-hosting this episode today. We are. It's just whatever. So, do you want to lead in or? Well, our game today is two truths and a lie. We haven't done it in a while. Yeah, so that'd be fun. It's really not on brand for the theme, but like, it's you know, it's well, you whatever. So, <laughs> so Katie's gonna. We each did three of them. So Katie is going to start, oh and then God. I'm gonna guess what your lie is. Okay, these are real random. Okay, one. I hate beats. I used to skateboard. I used to collect Tiffany's jewelry. Okay. Beats like the headphones <laughs> or beats like. I hate beats by Dre, you guys. <laughs> no, I hate like beat like the fruit or the vegetable. Oh, that's not how you spell beats. Oh my God. Okay. Beats. <laughs> oh, there we go. I, thought, I was like, do you mean beats like muse? Like, you know, like beats. Anyway, because <laughs> I remember you talking about Brock having a pair of those ones. So I was like, wait. <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, you didn't use to skateboard. Bingo. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Two. My favorite book is Name of the Wind. My favorite author is Genevieve Graham. My favorite poem is I Dream a World. Well, I have that so random about the poem, but I do know that that is your favorite author. Yes. And I'm pretty sure your favorite book is Name of the Wind. Yeah. So it's the poem. I one. literally just Googled like popular poem in the world. I've never heard of that. <laughs> I'm actually not a big poem person. Yeah. Okay. Three. I go for at least one walk a day. I enjoy doing errands. I love taking the bus to work. 
I want to say you don't enjoy doing errands. I but fucking hate doing errands. Really? Like the most. Oh. Well, you know why? Because I'm such like a routine person that doing errands throws me my routine out of whack. Yeah. So I'm like. But what if it's routine errands like grocery shopping and stuff? That's okay. But it's like if I have to like go to an appointment or oh, like yes, I have to same. like. I have to fucking go whatever it is like yeah i hate that when i have like a, a random call or like a random appointment i just dread it for like the whole week because i'm I like know. this is screwing me up right yeah it's so true okay, okay. so here's mine okay i was a twilight fanatic i was a harry potter fanatic i was a lord of the rings fanatic i don't think you've ever seen lord of the rings so you're not that i've seen it so many times but i'm not a fanatic and i don't really care about it Okay, great. <laughs> but I did love Twilight and Harry Potter. Okay. I had two cats growing up. I took IB in school and I love blueberry pie. Okay. I'm pretty sure you like blueberry pie. And I don't think you had two cats. I did not have two cats. I hate cats. Okay. <laughs> I feel like that was one of my ones for the last, whatever. <laughs> okay. I used to play piano. I used to do classical ballet. I used to play rec league basketball. You did not do classical ballet classical ballet i did do classical no you did i did i never played basketball i hate sports oh i feel like everybody played rec basketball that's i did thing. not i did classical ballet yeah okay. piano that's cool there um that was fun do you guys know us better <laughs> they just feel like our they're best like, friends they're like boring <laughs> <laughs> we should have done two truths and a lie for like the sex one oh well well that might have been a bit personal oh yeah all right <laughs> i, I was trying to think what would be like juicy I okay l- yeah okay i could have yeah okay so read a review <laughs> yes all right Do i you have one well c- i'm just gonna go back to canada for a minute okay <laughs> okay all right amazing podcast by jc the falcon five stars Cute. love 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 this podcast i've learned so much and it's made me make some improvements in my consumer choices my favorite episodes are the ones about intersectional environmentalism and about textiles. So inspiring and educational. I also love how Katie and Liv are so down to earth and lighthearted. Happy face. You guys always brighten my day. Much love from Quebec, Canada. Cute. Cute. Oh, I love that. We'll go back to international next week, but I yeah. didn't want to like leave Kendo for too long. Yeah. They'd be like, well, why am I even reviewing it all? <laughs> my friend texted me the other day from Australia. She was like, you have 15 reviews here. Oh my God. I was like, cool, international. Can you imagine? We're like, we got to 100 and the people in Australia are like, what? what? <laughs> I know. You know what? That is truly confusing. It is. Why yeah. can't they let us see reviews from people in other countries? That's so rude. I know. They think we don't have fans in other places? Because we do. Because <laughs> we do. We're like the number one <laughs> podcast in Panama. Seriously, well, like Panama does love us every week on the charts. It's like number one in comedy, number one in whatever. And we're like, like what? <laughs> okay, thank you, Panama. Okay, this episode's gone on for a long time, but we really hope you enjoyed it. Please support our partners. They are incredible, incredible brands and companies, and we're just so happy to have them on board. And, you know, keep rating and reviewing and recycle well. <laughs> recycle well. And check my coconut oil highlight. <laughs> All right. We love you guys. Okay, bye. (laughs)